Hey, man, I'm going to ask our team from Guatemala, if you guys would, uh, come up and, and make yourselves at home or comfortable or whatever. Uh, in our choir loft, we have a, a video of some uh, some pictures and video that we've taken over the course of our trip together this week. We're going to let that play. I think that's going to clock in around 10 minutes, somewhere in that neighborhood. So you watch that, and uh, we're just going to to share with you what God did through us and what God did in us this week.
He offers to forgive us. Él nos ofrece perdonarnos. Él nos ofrece perdonarnos. To give us grace. Para darnos gracia. Para and mercy. Gracias. Para darnos misericordia. Para darnos misericordia. No matter where we've been. No importa dónde hemos estado. No matter. No matter how much we smell like the pigs. No importa que tanto olamos como los coches. Our father still loves us. Our father still loves us. Nuestro padre aún nos ama. Okay, now you have to talk directly to them. Entonces ahora háblales a ellos. You have to say. No, you have to say. No matter how bad you are. Tienes que decirles no importa que tan malo sea. No importa que tan malo sea. You're not so bad. Ustedes no son tan malos. Ustedes no son tan malos. That you can't be forgiven. Porque ustedes pueden ser perdonados. But no, but no matter how good you are. Pero no importa que tan bueno sean. You're not so good. Ustedes no son tan buenos. That you don't need to be forgiven. And Jesus will forgive us no matter what. If we repent. Si nos arrepentimos and come to him. y vamos a él. Míralo. Vamos a él. Míralo. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Oremos. Okay, Sharon Heights Baptist Church. Um, we're here in Willywood, Guatemala, with Pastor Oscar, who's working this village for uh, the sake of the gospel. And he said he wanted to thank you for all that you do for him and for his church. So, through our translator, Brother Gustavo, um, he's going to thank you.
Solo quiero decir gracias a, al equipo que vino de Alabama y agradecer de parte de la iglesia de aquí de, de Guatemala y que el apoyo que nos brindaron aquí en la comunidad de Willy Wood. Muchas gracias y Dios les bendiga. I just want to give thanks to y'all uh, for uh, this team, for the support. Uh, from the name of our church, we say thank you for the uh, many blessings that you have been bringing this week. And thank you uh, to you, all the church, for the great support that you're giving to all of these ministers here in Guatemala. Thank you so much. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. Gloria a Dios. Amen. Gloria. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Well, you're, you're going to see some more pictures that are going to continue to roll while our team speaks. Um, y'all hear from me enough uh, throughout the life of our church, so I'm going to let them speak. I don't know who wants to go first. There's no particular order. Um, which microphone do you want me to use, Chris? Uh, that one would be good. No, not that one. <laughs> that one? More better. You got it, man. All right. Who Who's up? Yes. All right, first of all, uh, I just want to say thank y'all for uh, the church supporting us in this. I know a lot of people really don't believe in missions like that, but uh, the church body does here, and I appreciate that. And that's what drew my family here. Uh, it was nice to be not a minority for one time. <laughs> He's still a minority. <laughs> well, but y'all were, y'all know what I feel like. When, okay, anyway. Uh, I, I, I love going on these trips. I just, uh, I, mean, I know I haven't been on each and every one. I always pray about it. You know, God says yes, God says no. So uh, this trip during prayer, um, I've got a brother that lives there. And I've shared it with these guys. They've heard this probably five times already, but I'm sharing it with church body. Um, got a brother that lives there, and I've seen him, uh, I'd say, since on this side of the cross, the past 14 years I've been saved. I've probably seen him, well, the only times we've been as a group. I never thought about it when we started going on these trips. I was like, hey, you know, after we committed that first trip, hey, my brother lives in Guatemala City. What's the chance of meeting up with him? And we'd have dinner with him on the way back. Got to see him every trip. Well, during this time, I was, you know, in prayer about the trip, and the Lord spoke to me. And he's like, you know, what's the chances of you, him, leading my family to this church? Out of all the churches that we drive by on the way here, in this church serving in Guatemala where my brother lives. You know, this. It's, I don't believe in coincidence. That's a, a word I took out of ca- uh, my vocabulary uh, when, when the Lord saved me. And he was like, you know, what's the chances of this? And I said, wow, only steps ordained by Holy God can do this. Yeah. And he's like, use him. And I struggled with that. And I, I prayed about it. And I, and I approached some of the guys about it. I said, you know, can we use him as a translator because he speaks broken English, and I found out 
broken Spanish. <laughs> a lady said he look, he said he speaks like a gringo. You speak good, but, anyway. but uh, you know, I was, you know, I, I struggled with it, and then you know, I, I think I asked Brother Jesse or somebody, and it's like, you know, sure. And it was awesome because my brother's not a believer, and uh, and uh, it, it's been kind of a an odd relationship. Uh, he is a half brother, and uh, but he is my brother. So with you know, I just threw it out there to him. You know, I just said, and he said, so "Sure." You know, he said, "I'll be glad to help your church, help you." And I didn't. It didn't. Don't you know? I knew we'd use him. I knew he'd hear the gospel. Then Brother Jay said, "You know what? He's gonna hear it twice. He's gonna be hearing it one language. Then he's gonna be hearing it the other language. You know, translating and using it." And I just, it was just amazing. And uh, and I thank Brother Brad for uh, you know I'm a, sometimes a procrastinator on on getting that first stone rolling. And Brad got it rolling one night after dinner, and we was. I think we just about overloaded him that night, but I, it was good because these guys poured into him. Yeah. Everybody seen the opportunity and start sharing their testimonies with him. And, uh, you know, it was, he really was accepting of that. And I appreciate yeah. it, guys, because again, I felt like this is probably the only chance yeah. that he had. <laughs> so we spoke a lot. I think. I'd say in all these years, that's one, that was the most one-on-one time I've had with him in the past 20 years. So that was real good. So thank y'all, thank y'all for that. Thank God for that. Um, Brother Oscar is awesome. I, I struggled with what we were doing and the more time I spent with him, you know, and it was brought up that we established relationships with people, you know, and I was, you know, on you know, I'm used to we're trying to evangelize people, but the mission is to do both, and it's hard to just just to take time with these folks and to get relationships built up and earn their trust because it's really tough. Uh, I, I didn't dawn on me, but the lesson I was teaching kids this morning was when Paul went in, into Athens where they were worshiping all these false idols and false gods. And it just clicked. I was like, hey, that's what we just left. It was, I was trying to wake Angie up and play, but she, anyway. But, uh, I just, I was about to explode. Corey was looking at me. I was like, man, look at this, look at this, look at this. But it was so, it was so cool because what Paul done, he related to them and was able to share the gospel with them. And that's what he's doing there. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing to be part of it. Um, it's always just an eye opener to be out in the field and doing that. And, uh, Again, I appreciate God for for just gearing my family here and to be able to do what the gospel tells us to do because that's why we ended up here. We was at a church that wasn't doing that. They had the country club. They did not want to go outside the doors. And that's what landed our family here. And, and uh, it's just amazing to be able to tell people, you know, I'm part of a church that has built what, Three churches, Africa, and help build three churches, and that's awesome to be part of. But thank y'all, thank God. Amen. Who's up? Amen. Amen. Europe. There we go. <coughs> I wasn't planning on being up. Oh, not too fall. Got the balance of a panther. All right. 
on the Jaguar. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't planning on saying much if I was going to say something, and I guess they're forcing me to, or Oscar is. So, uh, this trip, uh, by far, in my opinion, we've had this is the best group we've had, the best time that I, you know, that we've had, best experience uh, ministering to these people. So a lot different than Lost Mercedes, you know. Uh, main part it was at least 500 degrees every single day, and I was sweat. I, I sweat anywhere, anyway. But it was it, that was the hottest place I've ever been. Uh, I think I told Jonathan, I said, no. see how hot it is here? Imagine what hell would be like. But <laughs> and I was like, you know, it probably ain't too much worse than this. Cause this is <laughs> but uh, let's see where I'm at. Uh, this is more of a, I think I, I read these two verses on, uh, we have a, everybody does a devotion with the team. We have two people do it every day, one in the morning, one in the evening. And I was, uh, the second to last one because <clears throat> procrastination. And uh, so the verses was uh, Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. It says, How then will they how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So, uh, like Oscar said, there are a lot of people that will say, you know, when you be doing this back home? And, and, or I've had people kind of express their feelings to me about, you know, we need to be focusing on the people around here. I don't ever see those people at visitation or nothing, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um... He called, uh... He says, go, we're supposed to go. So, and even if you, there's some people that can't go, and that's why they give, and we really appreciate that Absolutely. from every single one of us. Uh, it was, it's not easy to raise that much money, so really appreciate that. Um, but overall, like I said, it's probably the best trip that I've been on. This, this group of people, uh, a lot of great, a lot of great experiences. I got to see somebody shimmy up a coconut tree. That was cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, and they have free roaming pigs in that village. It was the craziest thing in the world. They just, like, free range chickens, but they're pigs. <laughs> all right. That's all I got to say. This is what I shared with the group the night that uh, that I did I did the Bible study in Romans chapter ten verses one two two and three says brothers my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God but not according to knowledge for being being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law and law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Everywhere that we've been in Guatemala, one of the biggest 
problems, there's confusion. Sure. There's so many different, I've been told so many different things. Uh, so, irregardless whether it's Willie Wood, whether it's Totopeque, whether it's La Union, um, Los Mercedes, that's one thing I can say they've all got in, in common is that they're being told so many different things from so many directions. And what they need is the gospel. And guys, that's what, I, that's what we win and we gave them. We didn't go down there and we didn't try to get them to the Baptist church or anything like that. We shared Jesus with them. Uh, that was our goal to win and I feel like that we were, uh, as much as God's will was, that we were successful at it. Uh, I don't know, I'm sure Brother Jesse probably told you all this morning that one of the main things that Brother Oscar asked, his desire is, is to see by the end of the year 15 souls come to know Christ in Willie Wood. Y'all help us pray for that. Um, I was on security this morning, y'all may have done heard that, but that's it, that souls will be saved is his biggest thing. There's a lot of needs there, there's uh, decisions that this church body needs to make about that, but, uh, Guys, y'all pray for them, regardless of whether we ever go back or not. They need they need prayer. The needs were different there than when we were before, um, in, in every direction, except for the fact mass confusion. They they expect anybody and everybody that comes there to be wanting something from them instead of instead of to come there and give them the good news. So, y'all pray for them. Amen. Oh, and thanks for y'all. Uh, thanks for y'all support very much. Amen. I'd like to read out of Romans a verse that came to mind when I was thinking about speaking tonight. Um, Romans 12, 3 and 4 says this. Excuse me, 3, 4 and 5. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members of one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. I try every time I go to Guatemala to really observe. I guess I'm trying to hold on to it. And I get real quiet the last couple of days we're there because I know what's coming and that's goodbye. And so I try to really be observant of everything going on around me. And I try to really just watch all the kids and try to remember all the stories and Look at all that God is doing there. But I saw something different on this trip. And and it's funny because I've not said anything to anybody, but everybody has kind of expressed the same thing, that this has been a great group. We've always had great groups that have went. Um, They've all served the Lord. They've all been obedient. But there was something different about this group. And I've not expressed that until right now. And everybody else keeps saying the same thing for some reason. So through that scripture and through observing this week, when I was trying to observe everything going on with the Guatemalans, what I really was seeing was your church body at work. There was such a variety of skills. There was such a variety of personalities. There was, um, I just have to say that you'd be so proud. You would be proud to know that you, you as a body went over to that community and loved on people who have never been loved on before. 
who have always been looked at as something less. Um, the village that we currently have been in in Willywood, um, I just thought Lost Mercedes was poor. But they look rich compared to where we were this week. And um, it, was, it was heartbreaking, but at the same time, to knock on someone's door and them light up at the fact that you even bothered to, to even look at them without judgment was just, it was heart-wrenching. But just to say a few things about what we saw this week, what I saw in observing the body of Christ at work, your body of Christ, was preaching, teaching, compassion, wisdom. We even had a lot of comic relief, for sure. Um, we did some, a little bit of crafting. I wasn't planning on doing that, by the way, but apparently someone has seen Facebook video of me crafting with the people in Lost Mercedes, and I got roped into a little bit of crafting. Um, singing, which they loved. They've never had anyone come in and sing and play instruments. Um, children's ministry was done. Mentoring with both one another and with the translators and even with Pastor um, Oscar. There was all different sorts of evangelism. There was not a door that we did not knock on or a person we didn't come in contact with that we did not share the gospel with. We right. shared the gospel with every single person that we met. And amazingly, we did it in a million different ways. <laughs> As I watched just in our group, it's, you know, some of us use tracks, some of us have visual aids, some of us told a story, some of us told testimonies. We use the Bible stories, um, scripture. Just love, you know, it's just, it's just amazing how evangelism in itself can be so many different things and how it was at play this week. So each member served in, in a different way, planting the seeds of the gospel. And as we studied in Sunday school this morning, we know that God is sovereign. We know he's above all things. We know he's before all things. And he was before us this week and he is sovereign and you cannot stop his plan. So whether it is Sharon Heights that goes back into Willie Wood or someone else, the seeds that have been planted this week, God will honor that. And he will water those seeds and his will will be done. I know it will. But I'm so thankful to be a part of a team and a church and a body that allows God to use them in whatever way it is. Prayer, giving. Another couple of other things I saw this week was love for one another, humility, patience, I know that these are the things that we should be seeing here, and I know we do within our body, but as coming back from another country into this country where everybody's bickering and fighting and no one's at unity, it's hard. You know, coming back from another country is hard anyway, but to come back to all this panic and this craziness, is, is it's going to be tough for us, so please be patient with us and give us, I know it's tough for you. You know, and you've been here the whole time, so just give us a minute, <laughs> if you will, and pray for us. Um, so we know that God is above all things, and he is over us. So my prayer for Willie Wood, as I was there looking and observing, all I could think, and when Pastor Oscar was telling us his vision was to have 15 souls saved, so those 15 souls could reach out to other people, so a church could be planted, so a congregation could be built, so further generations like Kike, who we've all fell in love with, will one day have a church to pastor in there in that community. As he was speaking, and I'm looking around, and I've looked and observed what our team had done that week, or what God had done through our team, my prayer for Willie Wood is to one day have a body of believers like your body of believers. Amen. 
to one day have a body that says, you know what, it's not just about us. Let's go to other communities. Let's go and let's share the gospel. And let's do what God's called us to do. That's my prayer for Willie Wood. Not that us from Sharon Heights or Gringos or whatever you want to call us go back twice a year. I would love that in my own heart. But my prayer is that God before us sends a body of believers, builds a body of believers in Willie Wood, Guatemala. Not to mention it has the coolest name ever. And I love to hear them say it because it's like all this Spanish, Willie Wood. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so um, Gustavo is the guy that leads our trips. He took over when the missionaries retired. He started out as our translator, and even that is God's sovereignty how he planned all that and worked all that out. But Gustavo always tells us every year that if more people had a heart for people, that his job would be a lot easier. Because, listen, he told us stories about mission teams that come over there just for tours, mission teams that come over there and never once go door-to-door because they can't stop fighting with one another. I mean, he told us all these, these horror stories where our jaws just drop and we're like, but missionaries? And he's like, yes, church church groups that come over, call themselves missionaries, say they want to evangelize, and we basically just cater to their needs. And sadly, that's, that's a lot of what happens. But I want you to know that your money was not wasted. Your team was obedient to God. The body, your body took what you gave and took your prayers, and God was honored. So you would be proud. So thank you, team, for allowing me to be a part of that and hope. To do it again real, real, real soon. <laughs> I figured if I sit there long enough and my stomach starts flipping and the tears maybe dry up that it would happen, but it won't. So I'm just going to get up here and just go. Ahead, Thank God that I'm a big hearted. I'm thankful for a church that supports Wednesday night meals, bake auctions, Valentine's banquets, music permissions. And I'm thankful that it took about an hour to bag all those little bears that the women on the strings and things spent all that time to make. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. That is an amazing gift for those little kids to see at the end of the week where they can run away with it. But no. So I'm thankful for all of you. I second Melissa, your money has never been wasted. Uh, I would honestly say that there's not many teams out there would go to a place where we went. It is so hot. It is so dry. It is so out in the middle of nowhere uh, that many men of this church would drive on better roads deer hunting than they do to get to this village. It's, it's out there. And I will assure you that not one of us are probably concerned about that coronavirus that was going around or catching it from people that's so far out there. It's out there. Uh, A verse I want to share with you that I shared was part of my teaching of the the teenagers one day, which was a blessing and an opportunity. It was Acts 26, the end of verse 17 and 18, and this is what our our responsibility is. It says, I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith. And that's the goal. 
That's why we go to these places, and hopefully that's why we'll get to return to some of these places that we'll uh, get people that are living in darkness out of that darkness and into the light and out of that confusion into a peace where they know God, they can trust God, they can rest in God's grace, and they can know that by the shadow of the doubt that they've been saved by the grace of God, but it's just going to take time. Uh, we have to build relationships. We have to be careful with those relationships, uh, mainly because we don't know what's went before us, what's been told them, uh, so we just go in love. And we minister to those people. Uh, I was thankful, and, and I don't believe in coincidences either, Brother Oscar, as I was going door-to-door with uh, myself and Candace Trusty and Dalton and, uh, and Brittany. Uh, did a very fine job of witnessing individuals at different times. And uh, me being a big man, I always know when I come in contact with teenage girls, I just I just step aside because they're so intimidated by my size. And <laughs> me being a big man, but uh, we come to one house where there was a woman that was about my age. A teenage son that was around my teenager's age, and uh, she struggled with what my daughter struggles with. She struggles with diabetes, so much so that it has just about taken her sight. And I got to uh, sit down in this woman's house and take her through the Bible. She was a believer in Christ, but I took her through the Bible so her son that was standing close by could hear. And at the end of it all, I, I prayed with her. And, Tears began to stream down her face, and she was thankful for the opportunity for somebody to come and speak to her. She said, I cannot see you, but I can hear you. And I sat down next to her, and I prayed with her, and I was thankful for her. Lo and behold, we get up in the very next house we go to. Uh, We're going to witness to the people, and they said, just give us a second. There's somebody that we had to take to the bathroom. And I waited a couple minutes, and then they, they brought this senior citizen, what we would consider him, uh, he was an older gentleman. They were literally carrying him. He had went to the restroom, and they carried him back out, and it took two or three of them to lay him in the hammock, and the hammock was low, and it was almost dragging on the little porch that they had, and he had trouble with diabetes, too. He had his either liver or kidney problems also, and he was just pretty much crippled. He was coherent, and he was awake, uh, but his wife was probably had the greatest faith that I've I've seen in that village yet so far. It reminded me of a story when Jesus was walking along and he encountered an individual. And he says, I've not encountered faith like this before in all the land. I told the man's wife as I sat down and witnessed to her and just tried to encourage her that I've never seen anybody with faith like her in the midst of her husband going through troubling times and suffering. They had a lot of family members there that was visiting. And I wanted to pray for them. And I really wanted to pray for that gentleman. I told her, I said, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to pray for your husband. And that's, and that's what I did. So him laying in his little hammock. I knelt down there beside him. And I grabbed his hand. And I simply told him, I said, one way or the other, you're going to be all right. God will heal you, he will help you, or he's going to take you home. And I prayed with that man. And when I got through praying with him, it was like everything in his life had been bottled up inside of me for a long time. And when I got through praying, he just started weeping and wailing like you'd hear a little child. And he was just letting it all out. And he was just, he was just boohooing. And for him, I knew at that moment that he was thankful that God had sent somebody into his life. When the time where he was probably suffering, the time he was probably at the end of his rope, to encourage him. And he let it all out. And I just stayed there beside his eyes and held his hand, and I told him, I said, you're going to be all right. And he was thankful. And in that moment, I was thankful. Thankful for a church who's so thankful.
thanks before God, there's even more faith. So I'm going to continue to go as long as God will allow us. And I'll continue to go as long as y'all continue to give. And you'll continue to give and I'll continue to go if we all keep our eyes on God. I'm thankful for your church. And I love you. I'm thankful for this team. I'm thankful for what we did. But it's just the beginning. I'd like to start by thanking everyone for supporting us uh, financially and but mostly by your prayers because we've felt them and um, there's power in prayer and uh, you know we've witnessed that throughout the week. Um, here at home, I'm accustomed to being more of a leader and you know just kind of taking the lead in things. So when we were going. This was my second trip to Guatemala. I went five years ago. And so my prayer on the journey down was, you know, Lord, I don't, you know, I don't really know what to expect and I don't know where, what my role in your plan is, but, you know, I know you'll reveal it to me in your time. I just want you to know that I trust you for that. So if you know me, you know, I'm a spiritual crier. So, uh, during our vacation Bible school, we had vacation Bible school in the morning time. The first two days, we had the older elementary children. I don't know, probably what grades? Oh, this, oh okay, they weren't elementary, they were preteen, sixth through the ninth grade. And, uh, and, I mean, you know, you have to, the older, you know, the older they get, the harder you will have to work to get their attention. And, uh, you know, to keep them interested. And, uh, but these, these kids were listening. I sat back as, uh, and watched as Melissa and Miss Deborah were teaching and they were listening and, uh, they were totally tuned in. Uh, one day I got to, uh, participate in, uh, recreation and, uh, you know, I just, again, I was like, Lord, I don't know what my rule, my, my role is here, but, you know, I'm just going to try, you know. I mean, if anything else, they'll laugh at me, which they did. And that was okay because they were happy. We did a lot of laughing. Uh, but uh, when it comes to the elementary children, that, you know, that that was, that really got to my heart, you know, a little more. And, uh, you know, they just, they love you. And if you show them any amount of love, they're just all over you. And I, you know, I thought, Lord, I'm not sure what my rule is, my, my role is here. I know Melissa said, well, look, Angie, when they start getting out of order, you look at them and say, tch, tch. and I said, well, that's kind of scary. She said, do it. Like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Cause here we're like, shh, I'll be quiet. So, uh, I saw some of the teachers like, tch, tch, and I was like, oh, that's scary. Hey, we tried it tonight at work, didn't it? But, uh, I was like, okay, okay, I can do that. But, uh, really, they were listening well too. I, I really didn't have to do that. But they're just so incredibly loving. So in the afternoons, we would go and, uh, visit homes. And, uh, you know, as we would walk up to the home, I would just pray, Lord, whoever, whoever you direct to, to minister to this person, 
you know, just, you know, I was, I was praying for whoever was speaking at that time. And if, it, if I need to speak up, please tell, you know, please, please help me know when. And in my head, I thought, well, let's just, you know, I'll be here for the ladies. They t- you know, they'll be here for the men. And, but there were moments where, like, I didn't really know maybe what they were saying, but, like, I could feel it. And I'd have to step back and I would have to ask David, uh, Oscar's brother was with us. I was like, please tell them that nothing's wrong. I just love Jesus. <laughs> Cause I would just be back there crying and praying. And for, for some, some homes, uh, you know, it, it just kind of, kind of melted them to see that somebody cared so much because we just don't have enough of that, you know? And so I'm like, okay, Lord, if you see me cry, I got it, you know. So I did a lot of crying. So if you see me and my eyes are red, that's why. I can't get them cleared up. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was just really wonderful. I'm grateful for the opportunity. And if the Lord wants me on the sidelines praying and just showing people that we love them, that's what I want to do. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everybody on the team. Uh, we had unity. It was really wonderful. Uh, time spent with individuals. I think our, we've learned more about one another. And when we take time to do that, we can serve stronger and stand stronger together in doing so. I'm telling you, I felt it. I can't explain it. But that's the Holy Spirit. So he's real. So, um, before we get started, I will tell you my nickname that kind of made up and also kind of was given um, was Oloso Blanco, which is the white bear. Um, and Dalton's was Pollo Loco, which is the crazy chicken. Um, I'll let Corey and Brady tell you theirs. I don't remember theirs. But anyways, I do want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Because um, when they were putting this trip together... I was still in Mobile, um, serving at a church, and through God's sovereign grace and His order, I was brought here um, to be with y'all. Uh, I don't understand what He's doing still, but I know He's doing the work, and I'm excited to see where it goes and see where it leads. Um, but I do want to thank y'all for allowing me to go. Whoever put the trip together, thank you for um, letting me go with y'all. Oh, man. So I wasn't gonna cry. I told myself when I'm crying, tearing up. But um, I'm a spiritual crier too. Mom, listen. Mom just cries at anything. She held a baby. She held a baby at, a, at one of the houses and started crying. Um, she saw a baby chicken, started crying. I'm sure. But, uh, but listen, there were a lot of firsts for me on this trip. One, it was my first trip to Guatemala. Two, it was the closest I've ever been to a turkey or chicken or pig in my life. I had a chicken like walk and brush me on the leg one time. It was weird. A turkey came like right up to us and then like told the turkey to go away and it went away. Um, hogs, like Dawn said, they're free range, just running everywhere from house to house. Bunch of them. Um, but uh, I think the um, one of the things that I because I, I kind of watch things too, just kind of observe how things go on and I think one of my favorite things was when we worshiped together and we sang songs together Victory in Jesus and all those songs. They could sing it in their language. 
and we could sing it in English, and God heard it, no matter what, no matter what language it was, it was the same God. Um, we were worshiping the same God, and, and, and it was just awesome to worship along with our brothers and sisters, because here, I mean, all over the world, English is the number one language, but Spanish, hearing someone like sing the same song in another language, and be able to know the words and sing along with them, it's just a, it's an experience that I can't explain. Um, I have something else I want to talk about. Oh, also, so I was one of the unique ones that got to, um, I guess, swap teams, if that makes sense. Uh, so we had teams when we go to visit out throughout the village. And so the first couple of days I went with Corey, Deborah, and Brady, and then our translator. But one, everybody was staring at us because we were all, like, tall. And then Brady, <laughs> Brady's average, but in Guatemala he's tall. Um, and then our translator was like four foot nine. She was really short. But um, I was talking to other people, and I think we ended up praying over all the sick people in the village. I don't know. Like everyone that was sick. Um, but it was really cool just to see how God moved through prayer. Um, we met one lady the first day. I don't remember her name. Maybe Corey does. But we prayed over her, uh, prayed with her and her family. Um, and she was bedridden, she was having pains in her knees, her legs, she had a headache, she was um, just hurting all over, and, and um, one thing that I was told, that we were told, is that a lot of people would come in and they would ask people whether they would charge for charge to come pray with people. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah so I'm Ricky, that's what I said. Uh, but, so, <laughs> we, uh, we went to her house, prayed with her, and the next day she was up walking around. <laughs> Man. And we went and said, well, this next day, her, they had two twin boys who were sick. Well, so we prayed with them, and the next day they were at VBS, or the our <laughs> thing we were doing. And then I went and, or we went and prayed with, it was just awesome to see God move in that way, because God works through prayer. And it was, see, it was cool to see his faithfulness in that. And I wasn't expecting God to answer the prayers immediately, but he showed me how big of a God he is. Um, and so it was just really cool to see that played out right before our eyes. I, I was like, Lord, if we're planting a seed, if we're here to harvest it, if we're here to water it, whatever it is, I'm here to do your will, to glorify you however I can. And he helped us. He helped me to see almost every step of the process carried out in just a span of four or five days. Um, and it was really cool to see that. I'm thankful um, of his faithfulness to it all. Never thought I'd have the opportunity to preach in Guatemala. Four of us got to preach in Guatemala. We all, we all, it was awesome. I mean, it was a great trip. Um, so thank you for everything. Thank you for your prayers. Please continue to pray for Willie Wood. Um, and pray for our team as we come back because it's an adjustment. Um, I really, it's just to be there, um, in that environment. I almost forgot like how ridiculous people dressed here in America because there they were. <laughs> Like we were in the airport in Miami, people were wearing like flowers all over their shirt. I'm like, why are they doing that? And I was like, oh, America. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for everything. Um, and I love y'all. So. All right. So, this is my first trip to Guatemala. Before I start talking, I just want to say thank you to you guys, uh, everybody that participated in the Wednesday night meals, the Valentine's banquet, the music permissions. Uh, this trip wouldn't be possible without you guys, so I just want to say thank you to everyone for that. 
also want to say thanks to David King. Uh, he's basically like my American Airlines like personal like tour guide. <laughs> so we'd be up in the air. We're like 45,000 feet up in the air. And he started pointing at the stuff. He's like, hey, Brady, you see that boat down there? And I'm like, yeah, Dave, that's cool. And he'd be like, hey, you see that mountain down there? That's Mount Everest down there. <laughs> so me and David King, we... Me and David King had a good time on the plane. I, most of the time I really couldn't hear him because my ears were popping, but that was fun. So yeah, uh, this is my first trip to Guatemala, and I just got to say, wow, it was quite an experience. Just seeing what they have there and what we have, we're we're spoiled, you know. We're and what they have is just, and they're happy most of the time. And we complain about things that we really don't need to be complaining about because we have the Lord. And uh, I guess kind of the theme for me this week was Christ is enough. And uh, as we went through these villages, we saw these Catholics. And a lot of the Catholics believe, you know, your works get you to heaven. If I give enough money to the poor, if I pray for the sick, if I go out and do this and that, then I can earn favor with God and get to heaven. But just throughout the whole week, in my mind, I kept thinking Christ is enough. Christ is the only way we can get to heaven through his son Jesus. He is the only way that we can go out and be able to share this good news. And I want to share this verse with you that I share with these guys through devotion. It's in Acts 20, verse 24. And this is Paul speaking. It says, I do not consider my life as something of value or dear to me, so that I may with joy finish my course in the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify faithfully of the good news of God's precious undeserved grace, which makes us free of guilt and of sin and grants us eternal life. And then verse 27 says, For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose and plan of God. And as I was preparing for this devotion, it was kind of before the trip. And I guess I kind of made this my motto for the whole trip is, would I not back down in declaring the gospel to these people? And I want that to be, at the end of my life, I want people to say, he, with everything he had, he declared the gospel. And for you guys, I pray that the same is for you, that as a church, as we go out and declare the gospel, may we hold nothing back. May we do it all for the glory and the honor of God. So thank you guys. Okay. So mine's going to be short and sweet because I'm not a public speaker. Um, first of all, I survived the plane ride. God is good. I just want to thank the team for putting up with me and kind of guiding me through everything. And uh, two two visits stuck out to me when we went door to door. Uh, This one visit, um, we spoke to this woman who said she was Catholic, but when we asked her about going to church, she said she's only been in church a couple of times, so she thought she was going to heaven. So we went through the whole deal and. She, she didn't accept Christ. She said she didn't want to do it right now. But we asked her if she had a Bible. She said no. And we gave her a Bible. Her face lit up. I mean, she had the biggest smile on her face. And the whole time we were talking to her, she wasn't really, I don't think she was paying a lot of attention. She was just kind of distracted. But when we gave her the Bible, she was like, she was shocked. Because like they said, you know, Pastors come, and they charge you for prayer. So she was just shocked that we gave her a Bible for free. Like, we said it was free, and she was just amazed. So 
Um, and another one um, that stuck out to me, it wasn't my group. I think it was Angie's group with the musician. They gave it to the man. Uh, they met a, uh, an older gentleman, and he was actually a musician. Well, at the end of the trip, when we were having church service, he became uh, the church's official bass player. Yes. He became the church's <laughs> official bass player. So now they have a musician for the church, which they didn't have. So I thought that was really cool. Like, that was something that God God planned that. Um, and I don't, Oscar didn't say it, but by the way, y'all, he put out a fire. Oh, yeah, he put I out forgot. Fire. Uh, we have some American firemen over here. Um <laughs> And uh, those visits just stuck out to me, and like Brady was saying, just don't take for granted what you have. And uh, thank you all for your support and your love, whether you gave, whether you prayed, whatever you did, yeah. it was all because of y'all that we could go. Yeah. And uh, thank you. That's it. I imagine Mr. Bensko is going to back clean up, so I'll hop in here before he uh, he fills you in on all the, the, the necessary details. But uh just want to try as, as best as I can to tie a few threads together here because what you'll see in what every single person has said, uh, it, it's true, but it all kind of ties together. There is, uh, there is confusion. There is uh, a lot of different personalities and a lot of different giftings in this group particularly. Uh, We are spoiled, um, and God was faithful to allow us to uh, present the gospel. Uh, I got some things to say to you two, so hold on. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it it is one of those things where, where God can order our footsteps, and that's exactly what he did in this trip. So all of those things are true. Try to try to, to, to tie them all together for you. The uh, confusion comes from the fact that there are several different uh, belief systems in the area. Uh, there's the Catholic Church, like Brother Jesse said on his video this morning. As soon as we got in there and started our worship service across the street, they began to blare music, uh, trying to drown us out. And he's exactly right. It means we're doing something right there. Right. Uh, so there is a lot of confusion. They have a lot of beliefs from, from these things, from things that family members have told them. They're just confused. Uh, and God faithfully ordered our steps, brought this group together, and because of your generosity and his goodness, sent us there. Uh, and we were able to, to minister. It wasn't a coincidence who was there or how we were paired up. None of that was, was coincidence. God um, ordered all of that, and he, he, he used uh, our feeble efforts. The only way I can describe yeah. it. There was nothing special about us, but his yeah. faithfulness was certainly yeah. apparent in ordering our steps and allowing us to serve. Uh, and, and the people, uh, with all of their different uh, abilities, their different giftings, were able to serve in an effective way. Uh, I was waiting for, for the people on our group to finish up so I could talk a little bit to them uh, directly. I'll start with my mom. She's not here. She's got kind of a sinus thing going on, and she didn't want to scare you off with a cough. Because <laughs> as we saw in all the airports, like if somebody coughs or sneezes, people were like <laughs> jumping away. So she didn't want to scare anybody. But um, to her, her, her faithfulness uh, and obedience, it, it's a different kind of faithfulness and obedience. It, it, it is a, a real deal obedience to the point where it scares some people. Uh, and that's okay. 
because it was the type of obedience that, that, that we needed in our group for sure because uh, she was, you know, he talked about us getting all the healing uh, calls. We certainly did for those first two days, and, and her, uh, her faithfulness to, to trust in the Lord and to instruct those people that, hey, you know, if, if something happens here, if a healing occurs, it's because of, of God. It's because of him and him alone. He has the power over these things. So her faithfulness and obedience to Brady uh, in the last couple of years, you guys you guys probably see Brady as the guy who's ripping all those sick guitar riffs over here uh, and solos, but, but Brady has become uh, a minister in training. And I think a lot of people on this trip, especially our group, got to see him uh, interact with people, speak to people, pray for people. Uh, he even preached. He, he, he uh, started us off. On that, that four-person rotation that we got to do in Guatemala, he did uh, an excellent job using his gifts. And Jonathan's exactly right. Um, it may not be how you thought you would get here, but thank God that you are here. Thank God that he brought you here, that we had the privilege of serving with you, um, to, to see him, how he interacted with the people, how he interacted with the kids, how he shared. Uh, like you said, we swapped groups, so Dalton actually ended up with us on the last day. And, and Dalton's ability, uh, just joining the group, and all of a sudden we were talking to this lady, and, and there was just so much confusion going on, and, and Dalton's kind of standing back behind us, and all of a sudden he just starts asking these questions that get to the heart of what the issue was, just that level of discernment, uh, the level of, of, of growth that I've seen in you in the past couple of years was amazing. So just to see all of that take place just in our group, is, is exactly what Melissa was saying. It's a reflection of what God is doing in his body. Uh, Jonathan mentioned the fact that we prayed over that lady the first day. Her name was Delphina. We were actually at another visit. Somebody came running up to us and was like, you got to pray for my mom. So we followed the little girl. She leads us into a place that the, the lady is in bed. Exactly what Jonathan said. We prayed for her. The next day we go back and she's up walking around. Amen. And she's saying, you guys have to pray for my grandchildren now. These two have fever. This one we almost lost in the night. We need you to pray for them. So we pray for them. We pray for their dad. It was either her son or son-in-law. And the next thing we know, they're at VBS. And, and the people are telling us that the father of those twins, he's not a believer. He, he has actively tried to avoid us. And now all of a sudden he's interested in what's going on. He's curious about this God who can do the things that he has done. So it's one of those things where God was, was faithful to order our steps. He was faithful to use the people that, that were able to go because of what you did. He used them all uniquely. Uh, he used them in a way to bring glory to himself. And what I believe that's doing is it's, it's, it's addressing some of that confusion. Because they've been told a lot of things, but they, they heard the gospel and they saw things this week that can't be denied that this God is the true God. Amen. That, that a relationship with this God is possible, not because of anything they do, but because of who Jesus is and what he has done for them. And I believe he's going to, to use this to clear up some of that confusion. Um, so I'm thankful for the group of people that we had. I'm thankful for their faithfulness. I'm thankful for your faithfulness to allow us to go. I'm glad that God is faithful, that he orders our steps in such a way that he's working in this place to clear up some of that confusion and that he used us and that we were a reflection of this body. And all of that to say that we're not perfect. 
we're, we're still learning. But what I believe God is doing, and, and you can see it in each member of this group, is that He's growing us and showing us new things. He's, he's maturing us. He's making us more like Himself. And He's doing that in all of us. But it's not just for the work over there. There is a work to be done here as well. And that, that kind of growth and maturity is something that, that kind of learning is something that we can bring back here in you. So uh, I'm just thankful to be a part of this, thankful that, that God allowed it to happen in the way that it did. Uh, so thank you. Amen. Amen. Not a whole lot I can say uh, after all of this tonight. Um, the, the team has done a great job of painting a picture, uh, taking you to a place that the, the Lord saw fit to, to send us and use us. And uh, my only question is, why on earth would he ever use any of us? Yeah. I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah. But he does, and I'm thankful for yes, it. Sir to be able to be used by the Lord. Um, thinking about Willywood and, and my time there, I heard Pastor Jesse this week use an illustration about our hopelessness in sin and how uh, in sin we're, we're, it's like we're in a hole and we're given a shovel to get out of the hole. And everything you do with a shovel to get out of out of a hole, just seems like you're getting deeper and deeper. And the truth of the gospel message is, and, and what Christ has done for us is He jumped in the hole with us, Amen. and through Him we're able to get out of the hole. And and that is a perfect picture of Willie Wood and just the lostness that I saw there. Because I'll just be honest with you. With the exception of, of Pastor Oscar and, and his church family was there, we didn't encounter not one person that I felt like had any glimpse of gospel hope. They they either had their Catholicism and their works, or either they had no idea what Jesus had done for them. I watched my wife several times share the, the simplicity of the bracelet that she wears just to just to tell someone what Christ has done for them. When you see that, the only thing that comes to mind is how much more hopeless can you get? And then I'm reminded of, of that's actually how all of us were in sin. And then I'm reminded of that illustration of the hole and how Jesus jumped in that sin into that hole with us. And I think about what we as a body of believers are able to do in a place like Willywood. Yes, we're not Christ, but when we go there and we share the love of Christ and the gospel, we jumped into the whole Willywood with them. And through Christ, we were able to share that, that hope and offer a hope that they may not have ever got had, had we not been willing to go and, and you've been willing to sin. Uh, and so that, that's what I take away of Willywood is, is I don't know why you allow it, God, but Thank you for allowing me this week to to share the love of Christ and, and what He's done in my life and just share just a little bit of a glimpse of that with with those folks. And yeah, it is a little bit frustrating just to to be okay with just going 
and and starting a relationship because I, I I don't know that when we left any of the houses we left, I don't know if they were any clearer on things than when we started. But we did what we were asked to do is yeah. is sow the seed, start that relationship. And I and I look forward selfishly. I, I pray the Lord lets me go back several times and, and, and I look forward to the future of being able to go down there and I say, I remember when we planted that seed. Amen. And to and to see them as one of the fifteen that, that Brother Oscar's praying for and just to be able to look back and, and think, thank God. And if I don't see that one day, I look forward to meeting up with that person in glory saying, I remember the first time I met you. That's good. I remember that. And I know the Lord, I'm confident that that the Lord will allow us to be a part of that. But I'll I'll just give you another quick testimony just to uh, where we came from in in Guatemala as far as Las Mercedes. I was able to talk to Gustavo this week. He assured me that Pastor Freddie and Las Mercedes is going to be just fine. Uh, I'm confident not in their efforts, not in our efforts, that we're leaving them in a good place, but in in the work of the God God of the universe has done a work there through us, through you, uh, that that they're going to be just fine. Uh, So I praise the Lord for that. I spent some time this week with Gustavo, this brother that the Lord is, has led your church to, uh, that I've never got to spend with him. Uh, I've had conversations with him this week that I just look at that brother and say, I never knew. I never knew uh, what the Lord has given us through him. Uh, I'm talking about a, a godly brother that is none like none of. Uh, he, he's just someone that some of the things that he shared with me this week just reassured me of the blessing that the Lord's given us through uh, Brother Gustavo and, and the work he's doing there. Uh, and then to take you to, to a new mission, uh, Willie Woods. Willie Wood, Willie Woods, Willie Woo. Uh, I, we've heard it every different way. Uh, it, it's still a blessing every time you hear it. And, and I think about the words of Paul when he spoke to the Philippians in verse 6 of chapter 1 when he says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And, and I know Paul was talking to believers there, and he was talking to them about their salvation and the work that is started in salvation. But I paint that same picture, or I think of that same picture of the work being done in Willywood as well. God planted the work early on before we ever stepped foot there in, in the heart of a pastor, uh, Pastor Oscar. Uh, he, he has began a work there. Uh, I thank him for the time we spent there this week and allowing us to be a part of it. Uh, I selfishly look forward to, to additional trips that, that I hope he lets us continue to be a part of there, but if he does not ever see fit for us to go back there, the Lord's still going to complete a work there that he started. Uh, and and I look forward to to hearing great things about that place in the future. Uh, my prayer in my own life, and, and 
I think as a church, our prayer has to be, uh, Lord, you continue to direct our paths. If if it's here in Willywood, uh, make that clear to us. Make that evident. Because I'll just say, if we go on what we want to do, I think I speak for most of this team, we'll be back there in a heartbeat. Because uh, the only con I know of was the heat. Uh, and 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 we can suffer through anything for a little while. So I know selfishly we all say, man, we'd love to go back over there. But at the end of the day, it's not up to us. Uh, God, lead us, direct us. You point us in the direction you want us to go. Because if we go in, in our name or in our wants and our desires, it, it's, it's not for Him. So I just ask Him to continue to lead and guide our church and help us just be faithful to follow in everything that He's called us to do. Uh, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. And I will turn it to my brother. Amen. Yeah. Hey man, I'm not going to um, not going to repeat anything that you've heard. What I want to do as we finish up our service tonight is just give you what I think are three really, really critical ways to pray for our work in Guatemala, in particular in the village of Willie Wood. Um, first of all, pray that God would give clarity to us as a church as to the best way for us to proceed there. It seems by everything we can discern now that God has given us an open door. But there are a lot of needs in that community. Um, some that that have no direct relation to the gospel message. Some are just pure humanitarian things. We're told about kids that don't have enough to eat, people that don't have clean water, and people that have medical needs. But it may be in the providence of God that we're able to meet those things uh, for the sake of the gospel. And so we need a clear sense of direction and we need to see clearly where God has given our people abilities and passions and talents and resources, how that overlaps with Pastor Oscar's vision and how it overlaps with the needs of that community. And so pray that God would make that clear. Second, I want to pray, and this is very, very specific. I want you to pray that God would give the leaders of our church, your pastors and other key leaders, the insight in how to train and teach our congregation how to effectively evangelize Roman Catholics. That's a very specific request. I know it seems very, very random, but it's very, very necessary. Because when you go into the village of Willie Wood, these, these people are steeped in Roman Catholicism, and they're not necessarily faithful Roman Catholics. They're not at Mass every week for the most part, but it's, it's a cultural religion, it's a folk religion, and it's just part of their makeup. And most of us have never had enough experience with Roman Catholicism, have never talked to enough people that think like Roman Catholics to be able to effectively engage the gospel. And if we are going to work anywhere in Guatemala for a long, for a long term, we've got to be able to learn to speak their language so that we can show the gospel effectively to them. That's a specific request, but you need to pray. And the reason you need to pray is because you may not know it yet, but some of y'all are going to be in Willie Wood in a couple of years. And you're going to be talking to somebody who's effectively going to tell you that they're relying on their Roman Catholicism in some fashion or another to get them to heaven, and you need to be able to take them from there to the gospel of Jesus and show them how these things are not the same, and Jesus is enough, like Brother Brady said. Third, I want you to pray, as it's been mentioned already, uh, Pastor Oscar in Willywood, he wants to see 15 people come to know the Lord, so that there is what we would call a core group that he can take and, and use to plant a, a solid Bible-preaching Baptist church there. I told him Thursday night when he shared that with our team, I told him, I said, we will pray for that. And I said, brother, the Lord knows those 15 people's names. 
And He does. And thank God the Lord knows their address. And He knows their heart. And I'm praying, as far as I'm concerned, the Lord could save them tonight. But He has a purpose and He has a plan. And our God loves to save. I want you to pray. I want you to pray for those 15 people. And that God would save them. And that before you know it, there would be that faithful church. So here's what we're going to do tonight. We're just going to take a moment. We're going to conclude our service by praying for those three things. And then, um, I know you're delighted to know that it's the third Sunday, so we have a business meeting tonight. And I know it's a little bit later than normal for uh, our Sunday evening service, but your kids don't have school tomorrow. So, um, got nowhere to go, all right? So we're going to pray, and um, then we will be sitting in conference at 7.28 p.m. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for the great privilege of sharing the gospel. Lord, it is an honor for me to be able to even know the name of Jesus and to be able to look another soul made in your image in the eye and tell them about their Maker and their Redeemer. God, that's a privilege I do not deserve. Lord, to be able to do that, uh, Lord, in North Carolina where I'm from, in Alabama where I live, or in Guatemala where I've been. Lord, I don't deserve any of that. But Lord, I know that's because of your goodness and because of your providence. And Lord, I also know that in a human way, it's because of the faithful giving of your people. Thank you for this church that loves missions, that loves the gospel and loves you and loves to give. And how all those things come together to send people 1,400 miles away to share Jesus to strangers. Thank you, Jesus. But Lord, I want to pray specifically tonight as we finish up for the work that you're doing in Willie Wood. Lord, show us, first of all, show us what's next. Whether that is a medical trip, whether it's a trip to, to plan revival, Lord, whatever it may be, God, I pray that you would show us and I pray that you would line everything up so that we would take the next step that you want us to make. You say in your word that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Well, Lord, I pray that you would order our steps. Second, Lord, I pray that you would help us here at Sharon Heights learn how to think well about Roman Catholicism and engage people that are steeped in that religion. Father, that's a different way of thinking for most of us and Lord, We are not confident and we are not equipped. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us to think well about the gospel so that we can share it effectively. Lord, that place is dark. That place is dark. We want to shine brightly for the sake of the Lord Jesus. Line us up with the right people here, the right resources here, so that we can be effective. And Lord, I pray, third of all, for those 15 people in Willywood that you are going to save by your grace. You know where they are tonight. Lord, some of them may be, Lord, they may be drunk on their Gallo beer. Some of them may be riding through those dusty streets on a motorcycle. They may be nursing a baby. They may be making tortillas or washing clothes. Lord, they could be doing any number of things. Some of them may not be able to read their name. Some of them may not be old enough to walk. But Lord, you love those people. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you would save those that are yours. And I pray, Lord, that you would bring them to yourself. God, I pray that you'd put them together. And I pray, Lord, that it wouldn't be long or we would see those people singing about their victory in Jesus, praising the name of their Savior who loved them, penetrating that darkness. And not only that in Willie Wood, but I pray that you'd raise up a church there that faithfully proclaims the gospel and sends out people to share the gospel. Lord, in those other villages that are around that plantation, God, I pray for the sake of Jesus that you would do your work. Thank you for the privilege of going to share. Lord, and I know that if the world were to end tonight and we were to stand before you, Lord, I can say that you use Sharon Heights Baptist Church to preach the gospel. 
Whatever the result may be, the gospel was proclaimed clearly through your people. And we give Jesus all the praise for that. And it's in His name we pray. Amen.